It's Tuesday, August 7th, and these are my thoughts on iOS 12. WWDC 2018 was June 4th. Yes, I know I'm a bit late on this one, just, just a little bit. Several things were announced at the annual event that we'll cover over the coming weeks, but today I just wanted to kind of riff on iOS 12. As Apple explained, iOS 12 is designed to make your iPhone and iPad experience faster, more responsive, and quote, more delightful, whatever that's supposed to mean. And well, that statement is actually pretty accurate. This isn't a drastic update full of visual changes, but one that improves on iOS 11, add some features to make it more competitive with Android, and yes, makes it faster for all iOS devices, particularly older ones. So let's talk overall performance for a bit. iOS 12 has been enhanced for a faster, more responsive experience all around. These enhancements improve on performance on all supported devices, going all the way back to iPhone 5S and iPad Air you're looking at up to 70% faster swipe to camera, up to 50% faster keyboard display, and up to two times faster app launch under heavy workload. All of these things will combine to help your devices, especially older ones, feel new again, feel snappier, and possibly allow you to hold off on that upgrade for at least one more year. Let's move on to apps. FaceTime now supports video and audio with up to 32 people at once, if that's something you wanna do. The tile of the person speaking will get larger automatically, so you'll never lose track of the conversation. And what's pretty cool is you can start a group FaceTime right from the group thread in messages. One of the most popular features slash gimmicks of iOS 11 was Animoji. And yes, there's more Animoji love in iOS 12. You can choose from four new Animoji, koala, tiger, ghost, or T-Rex to quote, inject some fun into your next messages thread or FaceTime call on the iPhone X. Also, yeah, go ahead. You can wink or even stick out your tongue. Yeah, because there's tongue detection and kind of eye tracking, you know, better eye tracking. Because apparently sticking out our tongue, that was a main thing that people didn't like about Animoji. Yeah, let's just move on. Along with Animoji and those four new ones, you know, Koala, Tiger, Ghost, and T-Rex, there's now Memoji. Yes, you can create an Animoji of yourself. Uh, this new type of customizable Animoji is coming to iPhone 10, and if you've ever used Bitmoji for Snapchat, this is very similar, but of course this is an animated version that uses the facial tracking powers of the iPhone 10 to mimic your expressions. Yes, including the, even that tongue detection. So yeah, imagine those. 32 people FaceTimes all going with Memoji and all have their tongues stuck out. You know that's gonna be a thing that happens in the world because Apple just made it possible. Just think on that one for a bit. There were some other camera effects added such as filters, uh, text and animated stickers, and these all can be used along with Animoji and Memoji in messages and FaceTime. And lastly, Apple covered and kind of touched on its progress with AR, with ARKit 2, making it possible for developers to create more immersive augmented reality experiences, even ones that multiple people can experience simultaneously. 
Apple's goal here is to make AR a bigger part of everyone's daily lives. And a new AR app in iOS called Measure is kind of its first step. Measure helps you, well, of course, measure real world objects just by pointing your camera at them. Google has a very similar app as well. And personally, I love the idea of AR tools. And I'm excited to see where AR kind of goes over the next few years. Sticking kind of with the camera and the photo related, you know, announcements, there were some photo related additions to, well, photos in the form of photo sharing and photo search. The new For You tab shows you great moments from your photo library, suggests sharing those photos with people that are in them. And if the recipients of those photos that were shared are using iOS 12, they'll be prompted as well to share their photos from that event with you. Uh, also, search suggestions are a new way to help you find the exact photo that you're looking for. So take search suggestions and the For You tab, and pretty much these features really help bring uh, Apple Photos in line with Google Photos, which has been wildly popular on both iOS and Android since launch. If you don't know what Google Photos is, go to your phone, download it, you'll thank me later, because why unlimited photo storage yeah, Apple hasn't even beaten that one yet. That was not something that was announced, but but you can now search and you can now share. So that's good enough, I guess, for Apple. Other updates to apps. iBooks is now Apple Books and has received a nice redesign. Uh, the stock apps was redesigned and is now available on the iPhone and now the iPad. Voice memos also is coming to the iPad. Their navigation in Apple News has been redesigned. There's a new integrated password manager, new security code autofill, and third-party navigation apps are now in CarPlay. Moving on, like Google, Apple used some time at WWDC to talk about digital well-being and our use and dependence on these tiny supercomputers we carry around in our pockets. iOS 12 aims to help users understand and take control of their time that they're spending interacting with their iOS devices with three main features. These features, first up, screen time. Uh, screen time provides management tools for users to control how much time they're interacting with their iOS devices. There are detailed activity reports to show how much time is spent in each app, the usage across a category of apps, how many notifications have been received, and how often even a person picks up their iOS device. The thought here is that by understanding how much you're interacting with your iOS device, you can then take control of how much time you spend in a particular app, website, or category of apps. Also, app limits allow you to set a specific amount of time to be in an app, and a notification will display when a time limit is about to expire. I think it's a little funny how we need an app and apps to help control our usage of apps, but it's 2018, that's a thing. Screen time also gives parents the ability to schedule a block of time to limit their child's usage uh, you know, on their iOS device, such as you know, during bedtime. Apple refers to this as downtime, and then during downtime, notifications from apps won't be displayed and a badge will appear on apps to indicate that they are not allowed to be used. Parents can choose specific apps like phone or books that will always be available even during downtime or after a limit is spent. Um, all jokes aside, I think screen time could actually be very useful for parents. Um, I know iPads are a thing that a lot of parents 
are giving their children or some sort of tablet. Um, I'm not a parent, so I can't speak firsthand, but some of my friends, their, their children do have devices and limiting their screen time or restricting their usage to certain apps, I definitely think is a good thing. So second of these features to help you use your device less is notifications. Just like screen time gives you more insight on how you use your devices, notification management in iOS 12 gives you new ways to reduce those interruptions throughout your day. You can now manage notifications in real time uh, from the lock screen. Notifications can be turned off completely or delivered silently uh, just directly to the notification center without any sort of alert. Siri can make intelligent suggestions uh, for notification settings such as to quietly deliver or turn off alerts based on which alerts are acted upon more frequently and not. And iOS 12, finally, yes, finally, I hope you can hear the angels singing, iOS 12 finally introduced group notifications, making it easier to view and manage multiple notifications at once. Praise Jesus, thank you, hallelujah. Everyone at WWDC was excited for this particular edition because it's pretty much the universal one thing that everyone, Apple fanboys and not, have asked Apple to do for years. It's about damn time grouped notifications. And lastly, do not disturb. You can now set do not disturb for a specific amount of time, say a meeting or while you're at a specific location and it will automatically turn off as soon as that event ends or you leave that place. Also, do not disturb during bedtime or downtime mode, uh, dims the display, hides all notifications on the lock screen until prompted in the morning. All in all, these are great ads by Apple and help keep iOS in line with Android. Personally, I think it's sad, again, that we need companies and apps to you know, help us with our app usage and our phone addictions, but hey, the first step to solving a problem is admitting we have one, right? So I'll take the app for my apps, I guess. Thanks, thanks Apple. There have been some improvements to Siri, mainly with the introduction of Siri shortcuts. Siri can now intelligently pair your daily routines with third-party apps to suggest uh, shortcuts right when you need them. So typically say if you pick up a cup of coffee on your way to work, Siri will learn this routine and suggest you place your order from lock screen you know, within a certain amount of time before you would get there. You can also run shortcuts with your voice or create your own with the new shortcuts app. The main benefit I see here is integration with smart home tech. Imagine saying, hey Siri, let's go home. And just as you pull in the driveway, your August door unlocks, your lights turn on, your Nest thermostat adjusts, and your favorite playlist starts playing on your HomePod. All these things, you know, just make your day that little bit easier, that little bit more enjoyable. So I'm a fan. And lastly, some random ads that I think are worth mentioning in iOS 12. The battery usage chart in settings now shows your usage for the last 24 hours and or the last 10 days. Uh, you can tap the bar to see your app usage for that period of time. So it kind of goes on with that digital well-being. And Safari now prevents share buttons and comment widgets on web pages from tracking you without your permission. Safari also prevents those advertisers from collecting your device's unique characteristics so they can't identify your specific device or retarget ads to you across the web. So if you're worried about privacy, use Safari. Let's, let's just wrap this up though. Those are the facts about iOS 12. What are my thoughts? Eh, 
it's a safe update. Minor improvements that should add uh, to the experience of using an iOS device, new or old. Even though Apple products are historically expensive, no one can argue that they're the best when it comes to device support. And when they aren't throttling performance due to battery age without telling anyone, <coughs> their products last a very, very long time and get those updates. They've always supported devices better than their competition. And that's one thing I can appreciate as a consumer, even, I'm, even if I'm not an iOS user. Old iPhone and iPad users should be happy. Barring any bugs, iOS 12 should improve your experience and make those beautiful devices perform like they should for as long as they should. Of course, there is some expected sizzle with iOS 12 with the addition of Memoji and tongue detection, you know, those little gimmicks there. And while I wouldn't use those features a lot, there are plenty of people who will, and on occasion, I probably will enjoy them if I were to use them. Some of the stock apps have been refreshed, which is nice. If you're a Safari user, there are some great privacy ads and the focus on digital well-being again and this whole limiting your device usage or having more control over your usage is appreciated. Android is my preferred operating system. There's no secret there, but iOS 12, it's, it's a good addition. iOS is, is pretty great too. You can't argue that. I tend to flip-flop between devices, so who knows? I may be team iPhone again, and iOS 12 would make that experience a bit more enjoyable. Who knows? If they ever add an app drawer to go along with those group notifications, or at least let me rearrange apps freely on the home screen, I could be an iPhone user permanently, and I'm pretty sure a lot more people would too. But I wouldn't hold my breath on that last one. But that's it. Those are my thoughts on iOS 12. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram coming soon at Simple Tech News and let us know what you're thinking. Uh, what was your favorite announcement from WWDC 2018? You know, that Apple event that was two months ago that I'm late on even talking about. I'm sorry. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a rough summer. But, but what was your favorite announcement of WWDC? Are you excited to try iOS 12? And lastly, let us know what iOS device are you currently using? Is it an older one? iPhone 5, 5S, iPhone 6? What about the iPad? Are you rocking that original iPad Air? Let us know at Simple Tech News. Thank you all for listening and supporting the podcast. Make sure to favor the podcast on Anchor or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you do not miss a single episode. You can follow us on Twitter and, yes, upcoming Instagram at Simple Tech News to get all the updates on tech stories throughout the week. Once again, I'm James Thomas. This is Simple Tech News. We will try to be a little more regular with our content, but we will catch you all in the next episode, which hopefully is coming soon. Take care.